From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about what your husband is thinking about before and during sex. And, you know, often I pull the quotes for the beginning of the show from famous people um, in and around. Today's quote actually comes from something that I said to uh, someone I was having a conversation with when we were discussing today's show topic. And it said, I said, you might be surprised at the things that your spouse is thinking about. It's more than just a good idea to have an in-depth conversation once in a while. And we're really, that's where this whole show came from. Tony and I having a very in-depth conversation, um, interestingly enough, right after we'd had sex. So we're going to be digging into that. But before we do, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriages. I love you, but I don't trust you webinar. And we're going to be talking about trust, those five little letters that have so much power in your marriage. When trust is present, it feels like you can handle everything. When trust has been broken, you find yourself questioning everything. If you have ever said, I love you, but I don't trust you, you need to join us for the I love you, but I don't trust you Four simple strategies to build, maintain and regain trust in your relationship webinar this Thursday, February 25th. That's just two days from now. For those of you that are listening to the show when it's first released during this free webinar, you're going to learn a practical step-by-step process for rebuilding trust after porn, infidelity, suspicion, and harmful mistakes even if your partner is not on board. The webinar is almost full, so make sure to register today at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash rebuildtrust. And this came in uh, last week or so, and it said, I'm a new listener. I am currently on episode 25, and I see that you guys have been doing this for quite some time. Yes, over six years now. I was introduced to your podcast by my fiance's sister, and we both listened to you guys. Just wanted nice. to say that we enjoy your podcast. And as we are not yet married, we have been together for six years this May, and we are making it official April 30th of this year. So wow, just, a, just a couple months now. Yes. We are 24 and 23 and take everything you guys say to help us be as perfect of a partner with one another as we can. So far, everything that I've heard, the two of us can relate to very well. Awesome. The episode that I am currently on, you guys are doing the seven day challenge, which I think is a great idea. And if you guys are still doing it, we plan to do it this year as well as a married couple. Right on. I've got a lot of catching up to do and I've been hesitant to attempt to contact you guys since I'm so far behind. I think what you guys have and are doing is great and I cannot wait to see just how far everything has progressed as I begin to get caught up on your episodes. Again, I really hope this email makes it to you. We've actually been in touch with uh, with this gentleman and let him know that we are, yes, even though if you're still new to One Extraordinary Marriage and you're listening to those early shows, we are still on the air. We are still recording and we're still, um, interestingly enough, I'm glad he mentioned the seven days of sex challenge because we did just finish our eight, eight seven days of sex challenge, guys. Eight. And it was not one of our better ones. And this show actually came out of one of the nights mm-hmm. or one of the days during our most recent seven days of sex challenge. And you know, it, it's interesting because we've done this challenge now, like Tony said, eight times and each one has had its own personality to it. 
right? And this one, uh, yeah, I want to kind of give you a little background because when Tony says it, you know, it wasn't one of our better ones. I want to let you guys know what's been going on and kind of where this conversation that he and I had came from and the show idea. Um, Tony and I started this year's Seven Days of Sex Challenge on the Thursday before Valentine's Day. So I think it was the 12th, the 11th or the 12th. I think it was the 11th. Right. And, you know, we had huge intentions of it just being like out of the park. It was going to be great. You know, like we've done this enough times to kind of know the drill. And um, so on the 14th, we got notification. No, on the 13th. On the 13th. Yes. So the day before Valentine's Day. Right. On the 13th. Thank goodness Tony keeps the details. On the 13th, we got notification um, that our landlord wanted to sell our place and we needed to find another place and our application for another place had gotten approved. Right. And everybody wanted us out or in within two weeks. So as we're recording this podcast, um, we are in our almost empty office in our home Mm -hmm. because we've been packing and we move in a week. Um, And so needless to say, that kind of put an additional stressor on everything that was going on during our seven days of sex challenge. Plus, this was the first time we'd scheduled a challenge on a week when our children were going to be home for the entire week because in San Diego, they do this thing in February called Ski Week where you know all the families that ski take off and go skiing and the families that don't ski, well, you just get a week off from, from school. Yeah, whatever. Budget cuts, got to take a week off. We do it in February. So kids are home, added stressor of moving, and oh yeah, we're doing the seven days of sex challenge again for the eighth time. And because of all these things going on, our dynamic was very, very different. And we're really going to be expanding on this in some future shows because it was such an eye-opening experience. But what came out of one of the nights was, you know, Tony and I had sex and we're just having our kind of like after-sex conversation. And not that we do that every time, but this particular day that we did. And all of a sudden, Tony's like, "What? I don't remember how you brought it up. It, It was... All of a sudden, I was just like, you know, because I tend to be thinking of lots of things during sex, right? And I just, I, like, that's just a natural thing for me. Like, I'll, I'll be fully present for a short period of time. But in the meantime, like, as we're getting into it, I'm thinking about, you know, all the stuff I have to do and all the stuff I didn't get done. And, and every once in a while, Tony would be like, hey, 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 like, uh, I'm right here and I'm naked. Can we get fully present with me right now? Right. And so, you know, it's just always kind of been this given in our marriage, and in our sex life that I'm like multitasking in my head. And what I was bringing up was in this particular evening, and, and this isn't the only time it's ever happened. So for many of us husbands, we have things that are on our minds too. And we have been stereotyped. Men have been stereotyped to be these sex addicts who always just want sex. And that's the only thing you're thinking about. And yet, if we have families, we have jobs, we have businesses. There are other things that are going through our own minds as well, as as well as the sexual intimacy part of it that is happening with our spouse. And so for this particular evening, I was having a rough time. I was, like Elisa said, you know, everything is happening at once. We also were speaking, we had a TV interview that Thursday morning. We had, Elisa had a radio interview. We were on a panel at our church. There were a number of things that were just coming around. We have, you know, the, the I love you, but I don't trust you webinar coming up that we, we were preparing for. We were getting that ready. And in this moment, though, all of this is sort of swirling in my mind. 
it's just swirling. And I'm just thinking like, is she enjoying this? You know, we're at, we're in that foreplay stage and I'm going in my own mind, is she even enjoying this? Does she even want to be here? I'm, I'm struggling getting an erection because I can't even get out of my own mind. And for some of you guys may relate to that, that there's so much going on that you want to be intimate with your spouse. You want to be sexually intimate and yet you're just, you're struggling to get an erection, you know? And so, you know, these things are just swirling through my mind as well. And so Elisa, when we, when we finish, I happened to mention that. And honestly, she had a look of shock on her face. I seriously, guys, I mean, Tony and I have been doing this podcast, you know, I'm, I'm chuckling because you, the hug I read at the show at the beginning of the show is from a gentleman who's just found us, you know, it's only on episode 25 or this is actually show 312. So we're 200 and I don't know, what is that? 80 some, 90 some shows past that. And like I bought into the stereotype that when Tony's thinking about sex, like that's what he's thinking about, right? Like there isn't all this other stuff going on. And so he starts telling about all these other things that he's talking about. And no joke, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, I, I just, I flat out asked him like, you think about that kind of stuff? Like really? And so it really, it really opened up an amazing conversation between the two of us of what, and, and well, besides the conversation, but just the fact that one, the stereotype needs to be dispelled that men are only thinking about. No, I'm not going to say that there aren't times when men are only thinking about sex and myself included or, or women are only thinking about sex, right? And they're not multitasking and planning the days, you know, meals and how many chauffeur trips they've got to do with the kids and things like that. They're just fully present in the moment. But I think what this conversation showed with me and, and what why we felt it was so important is that there are times when your spouse is thinking about other things during sex, mm-hmm. right? And what we need to do as couples is create safe places in our marriage where we can talk about those things and we can find out, you know, because honestly, ladies, if your husband's having trouble having an erection, there might be a reason why. And it might simply be not that he's not attracted to you, but that he's got a million and one things that are swirling through his head that are keeping him from being 100% focused in the moment. And guess what? It has nothing to do with you, right? It has everything to do with his responsibilities, everything to do with, you know, what he feels burdened with and nothing to do with whether or not he finds you attractive. Right. Because if he's naked with you, he finds you attractive. And a big one is too, is for many of us is, is my spouse enjoying this? Is my spouse truly in the moment and really want to be here with me? Because we don't want it to be a one-sided deal. You just don't. Because it's really sort of blah. You want that emotional intimacy that is combined with your sexual intimacy. And something we learned throughout this 7 Days of Sex Challenge because of where we were, what we were doing, we had a lot of quickies. And the quickie was one of those things that we learned that it's fun to have occasionally and yet for our marriage, for our sexual intimacy, too many quickies in a row sort of put us in a little bit of a slump because there is this disconnect. It's too quick. There's not that that real physical, emotional charge that happens throughout foreplay. Mm-hmm. And so we were very fortunate that 
another thing that was happening is that we're building up to a weekend getaway that we had been planning for. Oh my gosh. It seems like months. It's it just, was months. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, my folks who are going to watch the kids, there are some issues going on there and trying to make sure that they're going to be down here or where the kids were going and, and all this that was going on. And so this is all added on. And so really what ends up happening for both of us, for both partners is that we're not sure where we're at, right? We're losing touch with our sexual intimacy. We're Mm -hmm. losing touch with what we like, what we don't like. And so we have a resource called 19 questions to get the 19 questions to amazing sex. And this is something that Elisa and I, as I bring it up, need to go over again in our own marriage because what it allows us to do is to, again, to rekindle what we enjoy and what we're not into at this point in time. So if you want to check out these questions, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 19 questions, and you'll be able to pick those up. And going through those, though, help, mm-hmm. right? Because in, in my mind, this is some of the stuff that was going through my mind at that time. Is this touch? Is this touch something she's enjoying? Is is this a position she wants to be in? Is this a a, a comfortable place for her? Does she want to hear me um, vocalize? Do I want to hear her vocalize? I think that's a big one. That in the answer to that is yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. Recently, for myself. I love the vocalization, mm-hmm. but for Elisa, I, I don't think I've really shared that with her. And because of that, the vocalization has seemed to have ceased at times, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so it, it has to be sort of asked during sexual intimacy. So again, you know, 19 questions sort of gets those, those answers. So when we are in bed, we're not thinking about all this stuff that's slowing us down, that's stopping us from truly being intimate for us men, again, that's stopping us from getting an erection. So I'm gonna kinda I'm gonna kinda interview you. Okay. Since we're talking about, you know, like what our husband's thinking about. So you mentioned uh, you mentioned is this pleasing her? Is this good for her? You know, like you you're thinking about me and is this good there and you know, are these touches working? And and we're gonna do a show down the road on quickies during the seven days of sex challenge and quickies in right. your sex life and things like that. So we're not going to dig into that too much now, but what are some of the other things, you know, you mentioned, you know, kind of mutual enjoyment. You mentioned just some of the burdens that a man carries right. coming in. You know, what are those things? Because I'm sure there are a lot of women out there right now who are like, Tony clue me in, right? What are some of those things? And, you know, as a wife, what should I be asking my husband to create this environment? So like, what would you, what would you say to those wives or even those guys who are like, yeah, I just need, I need to know that I'm not the only one thinking these things during sex. Right. So, I mean, some of the things that go through my mind obviously are, you know, what time am I waking up in the morning? (laughs) You know, and that's, and that's something that a lot of us may not even think about, but you know, when, when you're getting up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., and it's it's pushing 11, you're like, oh, my gosh. It's, you know, you, you've said it before. Mm-hmm. It's one more thing in my to-do list. And, and, and during a seven days of sex challenge, sometimes that can feel that way. Sure. 
you, you know, for me as well, where it's like, oh my gosh, we've been running all day. We've been doing all this stuff. It's one more thing. Let's just get it over with. Let's just move on mm-hmm. because I got to get up in the morning. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, what's ahead, especially on those Sunday nights. If it's a Sunday night, what's coming up tomorrow morning? You know, I got, I got prayer in the morning with my guys. I got, you know, I got to get up. I got all these emails and I got all these voicemails that I know I'm going to have to start answering tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Hey, I I get it. You guys can call me out on it and be like, well, Tony, why are you worrying about tomorrow? It's not that I'm worried about it. There's nothing I'm worried about. Just saying there's things that are on my list of to do's that I, that I'm thinking about. And that's where my shift has to come in. And for you guys as well, you know, for myself in that moment, I had to start shifting Mm -hmm. my thinking to where am I now? Let me be present here with you. Let me ask and vocalize with you like, hey, Elisa, I need assistance here. I need you to get engaged with me instead of just lying there. So what can what can a man do when he finds himself? in that place where he's just like, can't get the erection because he's thinking about so many other things. And obviously his wife's picking up on the fact that there's no erection happening. I mean, right. it's a pretty obvious telltale sign. Uh, so what can it, I mean, what do you do? What can a man do in that situation? I think it comes down to our emotional intimacy at these, at this moment. It, it's us being able to vocalize what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like let's get it off of our plate. If, if you're, stuck right there and then maybe you're you're about to start maybe you're not sure what's happening so there's a couple things if if you're a journaler if you're one of those guys or gals who likes to journal it might be that moment in time for you to just start journaling it and getting it off your head and onto paper and something to pick up later for me i'm vocal you know, I'm going to, I'm going to share with Elisa mm-hmm. what, what I need in this moment in time to get to where we need to go. And so, as you know, mm-hmm. most of the time I'm like, Hey, Elisa, let's, let's, let's engage here in foreplay so that I can get an erection so that we can be sexually intimate. That's, and that's really helpful. And so, because here's the thing, when, you, when the two of you have created this emotional safety zone. Um, and that's what I'm going to call it because that's what it is. It's a place where you can, it's a zone where you can be emotionally safe when you share these things. And, you know, when Tony tells me, Hey, you know, I need a little more vocalization from you, or I, I need a different touch or I need, you know, whatever it is. It's not like he's picking on me to say, you're not doing it right. It's him saying, this is what I need to get to the next level. So don't take it offensively. Don't internalize it as you're doing something wrong take it as we both want to enjoy this time that we have together. So let's work together to accomplish that goal. Right. Right. And, and if ladies, you know, since we're talking about husbands here, if your husband asks for something, you know, like, could you vocalize more? Could you, you know, stroke me like this? Compliance with that is not with that request is not that big a deal. Right. You know, this is one of those times where you don't necessarily have to dig in your heels and be like, I'm not doing that. Now, if it's something completely, out of left field. Out of left field. I give you permission to pause and just be like, hold on a second. Let me let me think that through. Right. And that's where the 19 questions comes in because you've already t- talked and discussed these things through. You've mm-hmm. written them down. And we suggest when you do the 19 questions, you do them outside of the bedroom before you're having sex. So do it on like a date lunch 
or you know you're out and about and you're grabbing a Starbucks and you're just you you have your drinks and you got the windows down in your car and you just you guys are just hanging out and talking about it, you know because that that helps. And as I bring that up, that's why I'm saying for Elisa and I we need to do that again because we've done it some years back. And as we've talked about here on the show many a times, we change, we shift, we grow. That things happen in our lives right, that we need to continue discussing. And for Elisa and I, you know, early 40s, we have a teenager now, elementary school child, things are different than when we had a five and a two-year-old, right? And so discussing, you know, what our sexual needs are will help in those moments where we're, we're struggling because we can tap back in to go, and hey, you know what? My husband said he enjoyed this or husbands, you can go, my wife enjoys this. So if I go to Elisa and say, Hey honey, I need to be stroked like this. Like we talked about to get me, to get me ready to get an erection. Let's just go there. And, and, and we, we've already discussed all the details before, right? You know, we're not sitting here in the moment going, all right, now let me, let me give you a a full-on discussion on how this works. Hey, folks, I mean, we're pushing you. We're pushing you here today in this show because this isn't something you're going to hear out there in the world. People aren't talking like this. They're thinking, oh, just go look at the movies. Go look at the sitcoms. They're, they're always aroused. They're always ready to go. The, the, it's so beautiful. Let me tell you something. 19 years of marriage, that, that's happened maybe, you know, I can count on my hands, Right? But if we want to last a lifetime together and be sexually intimate together, we got to be willing to open up our mouths. We got to be willing to go outside of our comfort zone and talk about things that everybody else isn't talking about. Because if we talk about everything else that people aren't talking about, we're going to have the extraordinary marriage. And the one family, I know you guys are up for that. So, uh, and I'm going to bring this up because I know in the last... um just in the last couple of weeks, we've actually talked about this topic on other interviews and things like that. But for the man that has struggled with pornography mm-hmm. and, you know, is his wife senses that he's distracted mm-hmm. during sex because guys, I will tell you, you know, maybe I wasn't like totally clued into what Tony was thinking about during sex, but you know, I know when he's not a hundred percent there. Right. We just never had the conversation about what he'd been thinking about. Now, early on in our marriage, you know, before, during and after sex, I could probably tell you what he was thinking about. Right. And, you know, nine times out of 10, it was probably pornography. So how do you, how would you address that for both the husband and the wife when pornography is present in their marriage? Like, you know, how, one, how does, Typically, it's just statistically, it is more often the husband that is mm-hmm. viewing pornography, although we do know that there are wives that are viewing pornography um, mm-hmm. based on the statistics. But what would you say to that husband who is struggling with this before, during, or after sex? Yeah, it, it's time to cut the cord because pornography is, is, really, is really hampering the sexual intimacy with your spouse. It's time to cut that cord. And so wherever you're at, wherever you're located, I would suggest you find a coach, 
a, a therapist, a counselor who you can start working with. There, there are numerous programs through different churches. Mm-hmm. I know here locally in San Diego, I know a number of men who are going to uh, a number of different ones here. You know, um, sexual addiction anonymous. Mm-hmm. I, I forget which one that one is, but there is something like that you can check out. Um, they're just programs. You got to get over it. You have to, you have to rid your mind of what you are seeing because it is not real. Truthfully and honestly, you know, those, those images are so made up and it's not helping. It's not helping, man. It it is, it's destroying your perception of what true intimacy with your spouse is, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and one thing I'll, I'll say, and I know I've said this before, is that when you're looking at those images, think about it this way. It's, that's somebody's mother. That's somebody's sister. That's somebody's daughter. That might be even somebody's wife. And would you want somebody looking at that image as if it was your wife, as if it was your daughter, as if it was your mother? Really think about that. And so you need to put protections around you. This is about you, not about your spouse you know, taking control and, and you need to, you know, get all this stuff off it. No, you need to step up to the plate. It's about you making change in your life. You got to be willing. When I had overcome my addiction, it was a God moment. God said to me, it no more. It's done. He didn't speak to Elisa and go, Hey, Elisa, you know what? You need to tell Tony it's done. No, he spoke to me and I had to be willing to listen in and hear him and say, yes, you're right. It is done. I have to change. I have to be willing. And for me, it was cold turkey. For me, it was willing like, I am done. I'm not going there anymore. As much as my flesh wanted to, as much as I wanted to go to those, I had to learn my triggers, right? I had to learn why I would go to that and learn those and realize when those are happening to go somewhere else, to do something else, to turn off the computer. Back then, we didn't have the phones like we do today or the iPads, And yet it was still readily available. Mm. I could get on it very quickly. And so you need to take responsibility for you. You need to take personal accountability for you. You want to change something in your marriage, in your life when it comes to pornography? It's about you stepping up. And I'm not just pointing to the men. I'm pointing to the women here too because it goes both ways. It does. Pornography is rampant in our lives. It's rampant in our society. And we need to take control of it and say no more. This isn't about, you know, it's not going to destroy me. It's not going to, it's not going to tell me who I am. I'm going to tell it who it is and I'm going to give it a kick out the door because it doesn't belong in my house anymore. Mm-hmm. So, so what are some, what are some tips that you can, or, you know, act, just, just like one or two action steps for a man. And you know, Tony's so funny. I guess I just got to tell you, you know, usually I'm the one that's like directing the shows and he's like, Wow. Like I can just see it on his face. Like I've been doing a lot of talking today. So um, a little love for Tony because this just went a little bit different in terms of how we typically do our shows. But I thought since we were talking about, you know, like what do men think? It would probably be a good idea if you were hearing from the man in our marriage instead of from me and what I think men think. Um, but what, what are one or two action steps that men can do to be either better communicating with their wives about what's going on or just getting their mindset shifted to being present in the moment? Yeah. So shifting into the moment, you know, part of that is romancing, Mm. you know, romance your spouse again. That's good. You know, do little fun things for her. Even if she's not responding, man, I put up a little sticky note on our, at the bottom of our uh, toilet 
and it just says, I love you, hot stuff. And it was just sort of my way to romance Elisa for this one day. And she didn't tell me anything. She didn't say anything about it. I'm like, did she not go to the bathroom today? Like, I put it up the, that morning. Like It was, was on the toilet seat. Not, when he says on the bottom, it was like on the inside of the toilet seat. Right, right. So when she lifted up the toilet, you see it, right? And so that was just a fun way to romance her. But she didn't say anything, right? But I didn't take it personally. I asked her, you know, as I got home from, from the day, I'm like, did, did you see that note? I mean, did you go to the bathroom in our in our bathroom today? And she's like, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, oh, okay. It, you, you saw it. So romancing your spouse. So get, get into that habit of little things because little things matter over time. Um, and, and the second thing, it goes back to what I said early on in the show. Let's ask those 19 questions. And when we're in those moments, let's either journal that stuff out of our mind or let's share with it emotionally with our spouse and once we're done there, there may need to be like a key word or something that you say to your spouse that just goes okay it's done like i got all of that junk out of my mind and when we did our 60 days of sex challenge sometimes i could take like 30 minutes for elisa to just like dump you know and maybe that's what we're missing sometimes in our marriage right now, baby doll, is that we need to get back to that place where we can just sort of dump instead of just going right into it. And so th those are the two suggestions that I would suggest and two that I give you that I'm also saying for me. So that's, those are my. Awesome. Awesome. I, you know, it's so funny because usually he closes the show and you know, I just want to, I want to thank you, honey. Cause like I said, usually I'm the one directing the show a little bit more. And so I know this was a little bit, a little bit out of how we typically do things. And for all of you in the one family, I hope that this sheds some light just on what's going on in the husband's point of view, that it isn't all just about, you know, like let's flip a switch and be ready to go into sex mode. Right. And, and that there's an opportunity for growth in your marriage. So as we wrap up this week, do I get to say it? No, you do not. Oh, okay. I won't no, say it. No, you do not. Wow. I thought he was going to let me like run with it. Okay, go ahead. No, you <laughs> guys, thank you so much. We love you guys. You have yourselves a fantastic week. Get those 19 questions. Let us know how this transformed, transforms you in your marriage. You can hit us up at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Go out there. Make this week extraordinary for your marriage because you're part of this one family. We know you are action takers. We know you guys are intentional. So go out there. Let's have some of the best and most intimate sexual experiences we can. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week.